when I'm not drinking bourbon or writing blues songs, I listen to the Sean Geek Podcast over on seanmcginnity.ca, and you should too. Sean Geek here. This is the Sean Geek and Fast Red podcast. I'm recording this six o'clock in the morning, pre everything, pre kids waking up, because I don't have options this week for recording at night. So I want to talk about a few things. Started Nano, Rimal, National Novel Writing Month. This year, I've decided that I am going to start, start, not start, continue plotting along my follow-up book to the one that I've talked about on the show many, many times. And I'm going to be using this nano time to world build more. I already have a world built uh, for the first book for the beta, beta readers out there that have read what I've written. But now I'm at the point where I need to expand the world somewhat and start putting in some uh, hard and true rules for the world that we're in and what it seems to be evolving into. Uh, in the first book, things were, it was all about explaining who the characters were and giving them, getting to know them because I wanted the reader to understand who these characters were and explaining a very little bit of what the world is, just little nuggets here and there. Because I didn't want to overwhelm the reader with world building right out of the gate. I don't didn't think it was needed. So what I did when I, my original plans for the book was we would be in that world and everything would be, you know, on its ear, the reader would be spending the whole time, what's going on? I don't understand. This world is so crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then by doing that, I felt that we wouldn't get to know the characters. So what I did is I, I stepped back about six months, I think six months time within the book and started before the world building occurs, if that makes sense. I don't want to allude too much. So the general idea is that <clears throat> the world that they're going to be in changes after something. I don't want to tell you what it is. I don't want to spoil anything. But I'm building the world that is going to be there after. And decided that it was time to run a game again, a tabletop role-playing game, and decided that uh, running the game itself would be better after. So what I'm doing is I'm world building for both a game and for the book. So I'm more than prepared going into writing the second book. I plotted some of the second book out, but so I'm going to be using this time to kind of plot world build and um, submit it as a NaNoWriMo 
So I'm very, very excited. I think it's going to be kind of fun. I am having fun already. I'm also going to have fun running a game, which I haven't run a game in a long time. I've got a, a select group that I'm running it for that we can play in person, which is something I haven't done throughout the pandemic. But everyone's double. Well, I apologize very early. <clears throat> but everyone is double vaxxed. Everyone's good. Everyone's ready. So that's what we're doing. It, it's very exciting. I've been on a creative streak the last several months, kind of plotting and setting all this up. So anyway, uh, outside of that, <clears throat> something happened called the Morbius trailer being released. And this is a Marvel film, but a Sony film, but it's borrowing from Marvel as well, apparently. It's got Jared Leto or Leto in it. And uh, it's a Z-level character from Marvel, but I like the Z-level characters. I always had a thing for the Z-level characters. So the trailer came out, and to be honest, the first trailer that came out, <clears throat> I thought it was good. I liked it, but this one's even better. So, and I'm just coming off of Venom, which I liked the first one, and the second one I didn't like. Hmm. <clears throat> I apologize. So anyway, so it's it's very very interesting. Um, I don't know. This whole Sony side of Marvel is interesting. I'm just, it's one of those we're waiting for them to drop the ball, but Venom was a huge success. Venom two, uh, did really well as a COVID release. So Morbius actually, for me, looks like a far more interesting film than Venom because I've never been a big Venom guy. I've never been a fan um, I liked how the whole Venom thing started out in the comics, for sure. But I didn't like when they turned him in because he was such a fan favorite because of Todd McFarlane, really. Um, I didn't really like where it was going. And then now he's a hero. And I mean, there's been some iterations that were kind of interesting. <clears throat> like John Jameson taking over Venom, the Venom symbiote, or maybe getting his own, I can't remember. The, the whole Venom thing is just so complicated now. But um, nonetheless, Morbius intrigues me. Um, I'm not a Jared Leto fan. I'm not a not fan. I'm just kind of ambivalent about him. There's just nothing, nothing there between the music, the acting. I mean, I've seen several of the films he's been in. And it just does nothing for me. Just doesn't excite me, but it doesn't bore me either. It's just kind of there. And I know that's contrary to popular belief because he's an Academy Award nominated, multiple time nominated actor. But but this, this is the first time where I, okay, I'm interested here. This is fascinating. So we'll see what happens. It's exciting times. Uh, Matt Smith is also in this film. I noticed him in the trailer and I'm a Matt Smith fan. He probably, he is one of my Doctor Who's 
um I, I love I loved him in Doctor Who. And I'm 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 interested to see him here because the uh David Tennant, who is my other Doctor Who, um, had that amazing turn in Jessica Jones. So I'm hoping Matt Smith can do something similar in this film where he kind of steals every scene he's in. And of course, in the trailer is also excuse me, Michael Keaton, who is the vulture in a MCU film. So I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. So I'm just reading the development of this. And apparently Morbius was originally was supposed to be cast in the original Blade in a cameo. And then he was supposed to be introduced in played too but that never happened um so it's it's interesting here so if they're doing morbius is this a lead up to because blade's coming and the rumor is that perhaps wesley snipes might be in blade maybe not playing blade but in blade which in itself is kind of interesting i don't know man like i'm kind of i don't know Kind of interesting. It's just interesting. So, what else is going on? Well, which police radio? Um, I'm a big Sam Thompson fan. I think the things he's done uh, in the podcast world, in the music world, in terms of like who, like the people he interviews in the show and stuff. I think he is a. Uh, I wouldn't say uh, not national and uh, local. He's a local treasure. I think that's the right the right way to call it. He's done so much for the local music community. I mean, he's had concerts in his backyard. He's done a lot of stuff with the park theater. Um, he's done the podcast festivals. And he's truly just an awesome dude. A really good guy. And I'm kind of like he's he's not the reason I started podcasting, but when I found out about a show and was listening to a show, I'm like, okay, I know I can do this. It was kind of that affirmation of he's he's just a regular regular guy with a love of music. And he went and did this thing. And then hearing about a situation where he got into it, you know, he had kids and kind of had to get out of music, but he wanted to keep one foot in. It was very inspiring because I was in that same position when the podcast was starting. And it was an inspiration to just, I can do this. I can follow his lead that he's given to all of us and give this a whirl. Now I've been around for five years. He's been around for eight or nine. I'm, I'm, I'm behind him, but I don't know. It's, he's just, he's just a good dude. I, I, I really like the guy. I did, the influence he's had on the podcast community on Winnipeg specifically is 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 huge. And I, I don't think he fully understands the scope of, of his influence on all of us. So thank you, Sam, for everything you do. You sent me uh, and encouraged me to take a listen to Incognito Johnson, Murder, Madness, and Madrigals. Um, 
I listened to it yesterday and I really, really liked it. It was one of those things where, and I'd, I've mentioned this on the show before, and I've, I think I've mentioned it to Sam before as well, but when Sam is able to be Sam on his show and he gets excited and he just starts to talk a little bit faster and he just gets just so enthused over the topic and hand, like the episode he had with Todd Kowalski from Propagandy. And like the, the times where he's had, I mean, he interviews so many musicians and I don't know how he is able to listen to them, understand who they are and have that ready for an interview. Like that, that's a skill on its own. But secondly, um, he, he can't keep up that enthusiasm for every band he brings on because sometimes he's hearing about the band for the first time, doesn't have a lot of time. I'm sure he doesn't have a lot of time to listen to them and kind of get to know them and geek out on them. But um, in this episode, this is, this is pure Sam and the episodes of pure Sam are pure gold. So in this episode, him and a friend, an old buddy from grandpa's army, which is his old band decide to talk about stuff. So, and, and instead of, and it's still music related, they're still talking about music, but uh, in this particular episode, they're talking about 16th century composer, composer uh, Carlo Gisualdo, which I don't know anything about, which is what makes this episode interesting. He, um, he talks about this guy, this composer from 16th century. And, oh my God, this person is a total freak show. Um, but Tom's in, Tom, Sam's, in, Sam's enthusiasm for the subject matter is, it's uh, the, his effervescence uh, over the subject matter. Because he went down a rabbit hole when he discovered this person. And he just went all the way down the rabbit hole. So th the idea of this episode, it's, he's not interviewing a band. It's him and his buddy. And he's explaining to his buddy who this person is. Um you know, from all the stuff that he learned from going down that rabbit hole. And as he's explaining it, he's just getting more excited. And, and I mean, that is Sam at his best. Um, when he's passionate, you actually get to see his personality come out more and get to know Sam a little bit more. So this is great. And I want to see more of this. This is really good. And it was also, he also had another episode of this thing, um, this offshoot uh, on his Patreon page. So just look up Witch Police Radio and Patreon. And he's got another episode there where he talks about UB40. And it's about the bullshit going on with UB40 and the counter lawsuits, lawsuits, counter lawsuits, and explaining how the name UB40 is not really a copyrighted name because it belongs to the government. What? He explains it in the episode there as well. But his... These offshoot episodes are great. He also did an offshoot episode with Thick and Sweaty, or formerly called Thick and Sweaty, with Stephen Richards and Blackish Sabbath. Um, that was, it was just gold. It was, again, it was getting to know Sam in an episode. So, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. The, 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 this was good stuff. I'm, I'm really glad he, he urged me to take a listen because it was it was a pure, pure delight. So, 
<laughs> what else is going on? Ooh. I am tired. <laughs> I think that's what it boils down to. I am just tired. Um and this is going to be a short episode again like i don't have time to record at night because there's a lot of stuff going on um but anyway um i am am off the uh aew thing at the moment um there's reasons for it i don't want to go into it here i'm a fan of the show but now i have lost the capability of watching the show unless i start spending a crap ton time um or sorry a crap ton of money to be able to watch it again and i don't know if i can do that i might just watch aew dark which is free on youtube but unfortunately i am off the wagon for the moment um also the same problem with <sighs> why the last man was one of my favorite trade paperbacks or one of my favorite comic series of all time. It's awesome. Um, it's just really good, right? Um, but anyway, I'm just going here on Twitter and seeing what's trending. But um, in every country but mine, I could watch Why the Last Man, the live action version of the comic. It's available on Disney Plus in all countries, except for the US and Canada. And in the US, you can watch it, I believe, on Hulu, because I think that's still a thing out there, which I don't understand why. But and in Canada, they decided to not make it available. So in order for me to watch Why the Last Man, I'm going to have to subscribe to cable, I think which I refuse to do. I'm not going back to cable. It's like 10 steps backwards. You know, cable is, is so 1998. <laughs> so anyway, um, I don't know. It's so 1998. That's all I got to say. I'm not going to get cable to go to watch one show. It just doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to see if there's a subscription service I can belong to, but am I going to spend um oh i have an idea i have a true idea i could probably find just i'm sure there's a way to stream it if there's a way to stream it then i will subscribe to that whatever service that is get a 30-day trial take a listen and uh and have a go anyway so outside of that what else is going on here I, I I don't know if I've got much else to cover. Um, I'm hoping you guys, you people out there, are enjoying the Karen episodes because I am enjoying it. It's nice to have a third. Um, it kind of expands the reach of what we can do, what we can kind of talk about. Um, and also, I, I want to keep Todd engaged. And we're if we're gonna just keep having um, episodes where he just got, he's got nothing to bring like he's got nothing to say he's not interested in the topic matter i don't think that's fair to todd but anyway um hawkeye's coming and i cannot wait i want hawkeye so bad 
like this i'm a fan of the um I'm a fan of Hawkeye and the recent, um, the, 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 well, the recentest run where it was Hawkeye protecting his, uh, the building that he rents. Just really cool stuff and really looking forward to Eternals. I'm trying to set up a time where mom can look after the kids and we can just go see it. Um, hopefully, hopefully soon enough. But anyway, I don't know if I, that, that might be all I got for today. So. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the show. Sorry, it's just a solo episode, but these are going to happen every once in a while. It might happen a few more times in the month of November as I work on my NaNoWriMo, which I'm about to do exactly at this moment. So we will catch you on the flip side.